plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. And I am your host. I am Cynthia Bryan, the goddess gardener as well as an empowerment architect. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the empowerment channel. We hope to catapult you from wishing upon a star to imagining your dreams as if they've already transpired. If When you talk as if you're living your dreams and act like everything you already want and need you have, you will be the writer, director, producer, and star of your own life. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. And although I am an empowerment architect and garden goddess, I have a very hard time being a fundraiser. So, Uh, We are all volunteers at Be The Star You Are, and we desperately need some donations, not only to keep this radio show and express yourself on the air, but also to keep uh, providing the thousands of book reviews that we do, the Operation Disaster Relief, the distribution of books to hospitals, and all the community events, and the training of kids because we want to grow leaders. So please go to bethestaryouare.org and... And click on donate and you can donate any amount it will really make a difference we get really excited over every single dollar <laughs> so again be the star you are.org you can also find it by just doing the letters btsya.org and in fact that's our creative community where you can read um uh, over 2,000 book reviews that have been done by our teen volunteers in our book review, and they've read all these books and write these reviews, and they say what they like and don't like, and so it's a great uh, resource for parents, teachers, librarians, etc. Well, the miracle moment is from Pablo Picasso. Every child is an artist, and the problem is how to remain an artist once she grows up. And isn't that the truth? When little kids, um, when we're young, we all think that we're artists and gymnasts and, you know, whatever. We can be anything we want to be. And then as we get older, we we start feeling just a little bit more uh, self-aware and self-doubtful. And we don't think we can do as many things. And I look back at my kids' drawings, and which I framed. Not all of them, but I wish I had. And they're just so wonderful in the stories that they told. So we do have to try to keep that child alive within us all the years of our life. Well, you're probably wondering what today's show's about if you haven't been online already, but we've got a great lineup here. I, in segment one, which will be coming up, I'm going to be talking about design trends and style. Um, so that's a kind of a good one to help you with your homes and apartments. 
Segment two is all about firescaping, and that means how to make your landscape more fire resistant, especially here in the West. We've been experiencing incredibly deadly, devastating mass fires over hundreds of thousands of acres, and um, we are probably doomed for many more fires. So every little bit is going to help, and I'm going to show you what you can do. And in segment three, probably something that a lot of people will be interested in listening to, it's um, what you want to know about cannabis. Marijuana is now mainstream. The plants are showing up in oils and creams and candles and, and more. So even major companies are investing in cannabis. But what can cannabis or also known as marijuana do for you? I'm going to tell you the difference between the THC, the CBD, and let you decide whether the grass is greener. So um, talking about design is for over 25 years, I've been a professional member of the American Society of Interior Designers, which is called ASID, and that is um, a very a very elite group of people who have uh, degrees, who have taken a very tough test. In fact, after I took this uh, exam, I said, that's it, I'm never taking another exam again in my whole life. Because it's just like the bar, you know, very few people pass it on the first, second, or third try. I was lucky to pass it on the first one. And um, what it does is being a member of ASID, it really sets the designers apart because we do care about not just the decor of your house, but it's also the space planning and the safety of your home. So what's happened today is that we're, we're really into trends so much more. Now, my company is called Star Style, and the reason I named it Star Style was because I truly believe in style as opposed to trends. And yes, it's fun to incorporate a few fun things into whatever it is you're doing, but style is classic and it lasts. And so the goal for me is to love something as much in 20 years as I do today. Now, of course, our, our tastes are going to change and trends are going to change. And that's why we always incorporate a little bit of fun. But if you're living still with avocado-colored sinks or shag carpeting, you probably already know that those are styles <laughs> that probably are not going to come back in fashion, um, at least not anytime soon. I remember when I first got married, the the uh, house that my husband and I rented had aqua blue appliances, and I've never, ever seen them since, and I, I haven't even seen them in retro. I thought they were kind of cool, I mean, because I love aqua blue, but appliances, I'm talking about refrigerator and dishwasher and washing machine, etc. Now, it may make sense um, to change your home decor, you know, on a regular basis, But I'm not a person that believes in constantly changing. It's just too expensive unless you have the budget for it. So you want to pay attention to interior design styles and know the trends that can help you make some periodic changes just to keep your home feeling fresh and up to date. And this can help make it easier to sell if you own your home uh, and you are going to sell it. 
And also, it's going to make you feel more satisfied. And the key to happy life, in my opinion, is having a place to live and entertain that is inviting and cozy, that really feels like your castle, whether it is 200 square feet or 2,000 square feet or, you know, or a mansion, whatever it is, you want to feel like when you're home, it is your place. So trends come and go. And Homeowners are really free to ignore the the trends that they don't like. But if you love being known as the one on the cutting edge among your family or friends, you may want to update and upgrade a few rooms in your house. Now, if you need to sell your home, remember, this is really important, that buyers are often looking for the latest styles. So incorporating some of those elements into your place can make it stand out, even to young buyers. And if you have room in your budget and the desire to spruce up your home, here are a few of the popular home fashions uh, that are, you know, trending that are really going right now. We'll talk about kitchens. Now, today's buyers are leaning more towards very clean designs, such as simple cabinet doors, rather than the ones that have really intricate molding or lots of architectural details two-tone kitchens now traditionally the same material was used for kitchen counters and center islands like I really love granite Uh, once you have granite you probably never want to change because I can take a pot off the stove or a pan out of the oven and I I, it won't burn I can just set it down and it's fine and I haven't had any chips and I mean it just lasts forever you clean it with alcohol it's so simple so um But what a lot of people are doing now is that they're putting, you know, they're mixing it up, quartz, tile, and uh, or granite. Overhead and floor-mounted cabinets match, and the hardware in your drawers and cabinets is the same. But these days, if you mix it up with a wood island and granite counters or a mix of white cabinets on your walls and then gray cabinets on your island or even a bright color, a lot of people are doing that. Homeowners are even mixing uh, brushed nickel and brass fixtures. And uh, gold is really back in. Gold and brass are back in for sure. Mixing white cabinets with wood accents is a popular way to warm up an all-white kitchen. And white kitchens can be pretty um, because, you know, white is, you just wipe it down, but also white white does show everything. Now, hardwood flooring, although hardwood flooring is highly prized among almost any home buyer, preferences for the look of the wood have shifted over time. Now, a decade ago, people really loved that light white washed or the um, look. I never was a fan of that. Uh, They also loved the pale maple floors. That was all the rage. I thought maple floors were neat, but I wasn't big on the white rush. White, um, the white wash, I still really like um, floors that are darker or the wide plank oak. Now, a decade ago, um, after the whitewash and the maple floors were the rage, what followed was a trend towards the really dark stained floors that were in espresso or black. And now white planked, gray, blonde, whitewashed wood tones are back in style. So if you don't want to replace your floors, you can refinish them and change the stain. You just want to get somebody who's really good. And just remember... When you do refinish your floors, most likely you're going to have to move out of your house for probably a week. Even though there are 
refinishers that, you know, say that they have a... um, the airless sanders you in order to put the finish on it you can't walk on it so you have to be prepared for that and that means either going on vacation going to a hotel moving in with a friend or family member but you better put it in your budget now as far as bathroom color schemes um Although surveys have showed that some young interior design professionals are leaning towards bringing more blue, violet, purple into bathrooms, it also research is showing that the vast majority of buyers still want white, off-white, or gray color schemes in their bathrooms. Now, I will say I am not a person for white. I just, I I like, you know, I think white kitchen cabinets are nice, but when it comes to other rooms, I'm big on color. And I actually, in my own home, I do have a, um, a purple bathroom that I did many years ago, and I just keep updating it. And I still absolutely love it. And anytime anybody goes in it, it always gets compliments so again it's the idea of style as opposed to trends now universal design elements incorporated into kitchens and bathrooms are both attractive and functional because they increase safety and they are popular in both kitchens and baths relevant um, features can include comfort height vanities and toilets as well as lighting in showers and underneath kitchen cabinets and under toe ticks uh, tick, kicks not ticks Uh, toe kicks say that 10 times and so you might want to consider incorporating those into your home rustic touches although that you know things are uh, very sleek these days it seems um, and that's always been popular for kitchens and baths and open floor plans with lots of big windows are favored designers like to kind of rough up these rooms just a little bit with an old barn door over an entry or a a pantry. A a reclaimed wood plank dining table can also provide comfort. And, you know, it can can put a nice um, contrast in a contemporary room. So homes that are advertised as having a barn door, according to Zillow, are actually selling for 13% more than homes that don't feature a barn door. Now, I will say that this probably will um, change because barn doors aren't going to be in fashion for always. But, you know, there's um, I, for uh, my daughter's home, we found a wonderful uh, cabinet that was barn doors that would 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 shield like the television and all the entertainment equipment. So when it was shut, it just looked like a barn door, and then it would open up, and then you would have all your uh, entertainment equipment and your books. And that was that's a really neat piece. So flexible rooms. New floor plans often include flexible rooms, either on the main level or the upper level. And that means that they can serve different functions during different life uh, phases. Maybe you want one as a home office, or maybe it's a playroom, or maybe it's a guest room. And then some rooms can serve for multiple purposes at once. You can take one of your extra bedrooms or a loft on the upper level or even a formal living room and furnish it in a way to accommodate various functions. We had a playroom when the kids were younger. Then it became a study. Then it became my husband's office. <laughs> you know, so you can, you can do all those things. And if you need to sleep in there, you have another place. 
If you're planning to remodel your home or you just want to update a room, here are some things that aren't recommended that um, are kind of being phased out. So uh, vessel sinks and pedestal, uh, pedestal sinks, there's, the research is showing that trendy vessel sinks are already fading in uh, popularity. And when it comes to pedestal sinks, homeowners are really valuing storage and above appearance. And I have to agree with that. Having that storage to put your extra towels, toilet paper, cleaning things, whatever, it's really wonderful. So if you're going to update a sink or vanity, you probably want some storage. Now, some houses don't uh, are not doing bathtubs anymore although luxurious houses still like the big the big um, bathtubs and a shower and I still am one of those people that I love a bath and I don't think it's just because I'm a girl because my husband loves it too so I still think that having a tub is a great thing and if you have little kids or you have pets it's great because they love taking baths. <laughs> now, what do you want for countertops? Um, I Quartz is now the most popular countertop material. Granite is maybe trending down a bit. Uh, Corian is kind of out of favor, uh, but I still prefer granite. I think granite and quartz are really pretty, so think of those two things. Wood-burning fireplaces, I love it, love it, love it, and I have a fire going pretty much year-round, except for when it's really hot, because I think it adds warmth and coziness, and it just, the smell, the crackle, everything about it. However, in uh, places, in most places in California now, you cannot, if you're building new, you can't put in a, a a wood-burning fireplace. You can only do a gas fireplace. So a lot of homes are doing those artistic crystals or sculptural elements that are remote-controlled. You've probably been to a hotel that hasn't. You know, unfortunately, they're just not as great, but that's what the new trend is. So now if you want to spruce up your kitchen a little bit, you can just uh, perhaps get some new um, bar stools if you have a counter. Because that will, and you could get something that's modern or uh, rustic, whatever it is that's going to fit with your style, or even industrial metal, just to have a little bit of fun and a sculptural look. So that's kind of one um, one way of doing it. And just remember that one size fits all design is not ever really a good idea. Whether it's colonial or traditional or all modern, that's outdated. You know, what you really want to do is you want to mix up, mix it up a little bit. Make it more your own. I'm a big person in like, don't ever just go out and buy the whole bedroom set. You know, get... Get a bed and then get a, uh, a side table and then get a different side table and then get lamps that are really interesting that are going to provide the light that you need. Uh, and, you know, make your home or your apartment or your tent or whatever it is that you live in totally your own. And you can do that by not just going and buying the first things you see. Do it little by little and surround your things yourself by things you love. And then I think that you're going to find that you can be trending and at the same time you can be stylish. And never decorate around something you don't love. If 
you don't love that rug, you know, even if it cost a fortune or it was given to you by your mom or your great aunt or whatever, if you don't love it, find somebody who does because there's nothing worse than trying to live with things that you don't like. Life is too short to live with items that don't bring you joy and you want lots of joy in your life. Well, I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. There's so much more I could tell you about um, design and achieving the decorating do's and don'ts. But we're going to go on to firescaping for survival because that's something that you really need to do in order for you to actually live. So stay with me. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. And this is the Empowerment Channel. And I give my gratitude out to my complete family there at Voice America. They, they are awesome. Everyone that works there is just awesome. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR and visit www.cynthiabryan.com When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan www.cynthiabryan.com This business of show business is calling out to me Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, it could be a power party if the power lines go down and they start a fire somewhere as they done here a couple of times now in California from PG&E that caused a lot of death and a, a, a lot of destruction. So as Robert Frost said, some say the world will end in fire, and that's kind of a scary thought. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. If you are just joining me, I'm glad you are because this segment is all about firescaping for survival. A running crown fire came rolling down the hillside towards our Lake County mountain cabin in Northern California, and it was moving faster than any human could run. All exits out of the canyon were blocked. Trees were vaporized. Sixteen civilians were trapped in the valley, were being gathered in a meadow around our house. 
And this acre of lush green grass would be called and was the safety zone. And it was everyone's last hope of survival. Ninety firefighters had been spread out along the roads, trails, and hillsides in the fire's path. And their orders were to stay put until the fire was upon them and then to light a backfire and then escape to our meadow. The energy released was 100 times that of a normal forest fire with an explosive force nearing the intensity of a small atomic bomb. Everyone prayed. My sister and her husband said their goodbyes and death seemed seconds away. Besides being a farmer, our dad had been captain of our volunteer fire department for 46 years and dad had built the safety zone. Daddy, my sister prayed, please don't let us die like this. Then, almost imperceptibly, the roar began to diminish. The fire continued to rage for 14 days in nearby canyons, ultimately burning over 82,000 acres. And at the time, it was the second worst firestorm in United States history, the subject of national training videos for firefighters, and it was showcased on an episode of the TV series 2020. My sister, her husband, all the firefighters, and all 16 civilians that were trapped in the safety of the zone survived. I chronicled this epic true story in my book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And the chapter is appropriately titled The Gift of Survival. If you're interested in uh, getting the book or reading the story, you can go to CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books. Now, when a town called Paradise is transformed into burning hell, incinerating everything in its path within 24 hours and becoming the deadliest and most destructive wildfire in California and United States history, it is prudent for all of us to make fire safety a priority. A few months ago, a, a local resident reached out to me as the, the goddess gardener asking if I would write an article on how to landscape with fire prevention in mind. They had contacted their local fire chief to find out how to become a firewise neighborhood. And being firewise is dependent on everyone in a neighborhood being diligent about keeping their property fire safe. Because fires don't honor property lines. If one home's landscape is pristine and the neighbor next door has overgrown bushes, brush, or low-hanging trees, all of the properties become indefensible. Now, where I live, it's rural, it's wooded, and it has minimal escape routes. Many of the plants and trees throughout our region are growing here that are highly flammable. They include pines and cypress and cedar and fir and bamboo and acacia, uh, juniper, pampas grass, rosemary, ivy, arboretae, miscanthus, and eucalyptus. Now, heat moves up and many homes are on hills. Fire speed and severity is stronger on slopes where vegetation management is crucial. Now, just as there's no such thing as a deer-proof plant, a fireproof plant is also a myth. Now, under the right conditions, every plant will burn. So referring to a plant as fire-safe only means that it tends not to be a significant fuel source by itself. Now, some plants' chemical compositions resist heat and combustion, so it's critical 
to keep plants around our homes well-maintained and pruned as a fire protection tool. Now, the closer the plants are to the house, the more care is needed. Now, you may be wondering, what exactly does firescaping mean? So firescaping is simply a landscape design that reduces house and property vulnerability to wildfire. Now, while enhancing the beauty of the property, we surround the house with plants that are less likely to ignite and create a defensible space. So I do garden consulting. So this is part of what I will do when I work with a client is to try to find the things that they like and that they want to live with, but also to surround the house with plants that are are less likely to ignite um, so that in the event of a fire, their place will be defensible. Now, just recently, I was at a dinner and a a person told me that their homeowner's insurance had just been canceled. After 40 years of living in the house, evidently the insurance company had looked at Google Maps, had realized that this family's house not only was a wood structure, but it had old shingle uh, roof, you know, on, on a roof. And it was surrounded by eucalyptus and uh, junipers, which those are, in, those are just like torches. They're so flammable. But when I said to the gentleman it would be really behoove him to remove the eucalyptus and the juniper, he said no way because he likes to watch the birds that land in the junipers. And the, the thing, I totally respect anyone's right to their own property, but the, here's the thing. It's what I said earlier. Unfortunately, they live in a neighborhood, and if other people's homes are defensible, and this particular house that has already lost its insurance coverage because it, the insurance company is de- uh, deeming it too fire, um, not fire resistant, it's like going to be, it's going to burn down, that means that the entire neighborhood is in danger. So we really have to think about this. We have to think about what our priorities are. What are the characteristics of a highly flammable flora? Dry and dead leaves, twigs, branches, abundant dense foliage, needles, low moisture foliage, appealing loose bark, gummy sap, leathery or aromatic leaves, high resin, terpene, and oil content, and high uncut or dry grasses. Now, the characteristics of a fire-resistant flora include hardy, slow-growing plants that don't produce litter or thatch, native plants that are drought-tolerant with internal high water content. Generally, California natives are more tolerant of um, deer and of fire. And that goes to, uh, that's the same in any place. Natives to the area where you live are usually more deer and fire tolerant. And uh, if you're interested in knowing more about uh, nature's natives and what the different native plants are, please do go to my website, CynthiaBryan.com, and uh, click on gardening, and you can read the gardening article that I did on natives. Now, trees with thick bark that restrict the growth of invasive shrub species and hardwood trees such as walnut, cherry, maple, and poplar are less flammable. Deciduous trees and shrubs are generally more fire-resistant because they have a very high moisture content when they have their leaves in them, and then there's lower fuel volume when they're dormant, 
and usually they don't contain flammable oils. Another thing that is good for fire resistance in a plant is supple moist leaves with little to no sap or no resin residue and then very low growing ground covers and then almost all bulbs. And the reason for bulbs are because they grow underground. The bulb grows underground. Now, that also means that once the leaves from the bulbs have dried, like once the like right now daffodils could are gone, so when they get flaky like potato chips, you need to cut them down because that would that would burn, but the bulb itself won't burn because it's underground. So bulbs are really good to plant. Now, how do you create a fire-resistant landscape? You can include fire-resistant features such as pavers, bricks, pavement, gravel, rocks, mulch, dry creek beds, fountains, ponds, pools, and lawns. Water features including ponds, streams, and pools are really helpful as fuel breaks. Now, lawns, I know here in California, all the water companies were on a campaign to get rid of grasses and lawns, and I was on a campaign to keep them. And the reason being is they are a fire break. And because as long as you keep them watered and you don't let them, you don't let them um, go dry, you're going to be protected because that is just better than having something that uh, that's bare around you. Now, you want to maintain, of course, all those plants and lawns. Clover, ground covers, grasses that are kept low and green through irrigation are all excellent alternatives, but you have to mow, prune, water, and space appropriately. You need to select high moisture plants that grow close to the ground with a low sap and resin content. And I'm going to give you a list of plants and shrubs um, as soon as I finished explaining all this. You also want to leave some space between plants and minimize the inclusion of evergreen trees within 30 feet of structures. In reality here in California, the law actually since 2008 states that trees should be 100 feet away from a residence. But unfortunately, unless you live on a farm or in the country, anybody in a city or a town, it's not too often that you have 100 feet of space. That you may, that may be all you have, period. So most places now have said that to leave 30 feet from structures, clear debris and understory, have a clearance of all trees within at least 20 feet of chimneys, and remove invasive species or swaths of flammable plants. Now, flammable plants can are in, including ivy, rosemary, broom, and juniper. And you might think that ivy wouldn't burn, but remember, it's very waxy. Now, most mulch, rocks, or gravel can be used for firescaping. Bark and leaf mulch can ignite unless it's sufficiently wet. So the usage of bark and leaf mulch near structures is not recommended just in case it gets dry. Now, when planting trees, you need to identify the tree size at maturity. You don't want to plant a tree within a couple of feet of your house, and then it ends up covering your whole house. Prune trees carefully to remove the possibility of fire laddering and arrange plantings in clusters and islands with those near the structures being smaller. Consider the combustibility of decorative features, like if you have a gazebo, fence, sheds, porches, and junk areas, you have to keep appropriate clearance to reduce the threat of burning embers. Now, bare ground is not recommended due to soil erosion. Okay. So uh, general rules of fire safety. 
Heed the checklist from your local fire department to create a defensible space around your home. And to reiterate most fire district recommendations, you want to prevent embers from igniting your home by clearing the leaves, needles, and debris from gutters, eaves, porches, and decks. Mow grasses and weeds. Keep your garden watered. Prune tree limbs to keep the lowest branches six to ten feet from the ground. And, you know, the higher you can prune them, the better. And then reduce fire fuel laddering by not allowing bushes or trees to touch one another. And that laddering just means, you know, it's like when they touch one another, they could catch each other on, on fire. And keep combustible materials 15 to 30 feet from structures. And maintain your property and be alert for any fire a danger. And that's really important. Now, through proper plant selection, placement, and maintenance, we are able to diminish the possibility of ignition. We can lower the fire intensity and reduce the spread, helping our homes to survive the blaze. A fire-resistant landscape reduces the risk to our homes, and it will enable firefighters um, a place to defend our structures. If a firefighter does not think that your home will survive, it moves on to the next one. Now, there are a few websites, and I'll only give a couple out. The National Fire Protection Association is nfpa.org. That's a very helpful one. The University of California Cooperative Extension also has some good fire pre- uh, prevention information, and that is worth um, worth checking out. There are alerts specific for uh, different areas through Nixel, N-I-X-L-E dot com. So you should uh, go there. You put in your um, zip code, and then when there is an emergency, you will get a text. So that's really helpful. Now, here's a list of plants that are fire resistant. And again, I reiterate, no plant is fireproof. Maintenance, pruning, watering, spacing, location are all extremely important elements for fire safety. So bulbs, as I uh, previously mentioned, tulips, daffodils, iris, hyacinths, freesia, etc. You know, you just got to cut the stalks to the ground when the leaves are dry. California redbud, sage, penstemon, heather, fuchsia, columbine, thyme, poppy, wild strawberry, common yarrow, French lavender, lilac, ajuga, California lilac, society garlic, all alliums, which are in the onion family, dianthus, ice plant, creeping phlox, lamium, sedum, succulents, veronica, agapanthus, trumpet vine, daylilies, huchera, hosta, red hot poker, lupins, delphiniums, echinacea, lamb's ear, yucca, roses, salvia, evening, primrose, daphne, boxwood, rhododendron, spiria, dogwood, mock orange, azalea, currant, verburnum, horse chestnut, liquid amber, honey locust, crab apple, purple robe, uh, locust, all fruit trees, most varieties, cherry, plum, pear, peach, apricot, black oak, hawthorn, birch, aspen, popular maple, manzanita, and walnut. Now, Harry Houdini wrote, fire has always been and seemingly will always remain the most terrible of elements. So use your common sense. If you need additional help, consult a professional, contact your local fire department, ask for a firewise walk, invite neighbors to a meeting. That will all help because fires are going to be in our future, especially here in the west, northwest and southwest. 
And hopefully we won't require a green meadow safety zone for our survival, yet we need to be prepared. So make firescaping an ongoing conversation. And in the meantime, get out and weed your yard, water, prune, and maintain and do what you can to be fire safe. I'm Cynthia Bryan. When we come back from break, we'll be talking about marijuana. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Attitude is important. Attitude is a habit. And habits are things we do without thinking, natural responses. We have a positive or negative attitude based on our recurring habits, not based on anything else. Attitude is highly valued. Ask any successful business owner or leader, and they'll tell you. While attitude can be learned, they would rather teach technical skills than attitude. Those who have a positive attitude alone are very valuable. Those who have technical expertise and a solid positive attitude can change the world. Attitude affects everything. Your attitude impacts your performance, the performance of those around you, and your ability to lead, your health, and your confidence. An attitude is a choice. This one is the most important. Regardless of your habits, regardless of your circumstances, we can choose our attitude. And the choices we make will affect everything else. If you want to be more effective, productive, and successful, choose an attitude of positivity and proactivity. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Brian, B-R-I-A-N, CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, I bet you're still with me for this segment of Star Style, Be the Star You Are. 
I am Cynthia Bryan, your empowerment architect and your goddess gardener. And I am coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. So what do you know about cannabis? Is the grass always greener? Marijuana has gone not mainstream now. The plant, its sister hemp, and their constituents now show up in oils, creams, candies, and more. So putting aside the many controversies over marijuana, here's what it does and maybe doesn't do for your health. So 10 years ago, when you referred to cannabis, you were really talking about a dried plant material that people smoked. Now cannabis, which refers to marijuana and hemp, is just a blanket term that could also mean hemp oil, topical creams, CBD products, high THC concentrates that are smoked, vaporized, or orally ingested, and it could mean some other things. Now there's confusion abounds. People either demonize cannabis or they make it sound like the most amazing thing that ever hit this world, and the truth likely falls somewhere in the middle. So it could be very useful for some people, and it might be very disappointing for others, but Cannabis is not going to be a panacea for everything, nor will it be as dangerous as some people think. So here are a few things that you should know about cannabis. The first one that's really important is don't confuse THC with CBD. So you really want to learn the difference between the two. Cannabis plants contain a class of compounds that are called cannabinoids. Now, there's over 100 of them that have been identified, and the two most abundant are the THC or the CBD. Now, the THC drives that hallmark feature of getting really high and then getting the munchies and feeling relaxed, as well as all those negative side effects that some people get, which is feeling paranoid, anxious, or even sick. Now, in recent years, Marijuana's potency has really soared. In 1980, marijuana averaged about 1% THC, but in recent reports, marijuana sold at dispensaries averaging 21% THC, and that's according to the labels. So CBD can produce drug effects, but it's not the typical marijuana high. It's not intoxicating, and it doesn't come with any THC-like side effects. So Hemp oil doesn't have much CBD unless it's added because CBD is found only in hemp's leaves and flowers. It's not found in the seeds. So if you want CBD, which again, just to reiterate, does not produce drug effects, will not get you high, um, and it just kind of is a relaxer, then you need to look for CBD, not cannabinoids, on the label. So always look for CBD. Now, cannabis has a few established medical benefits. In 2017, a National Academy of Medicine panel drew roughly 100 conclusions on the health effects of cannabis. One was they found conclusive evidence that cannabis reduces nausea and vomiting induced by chemotherapy. Now, that's so huge. If you have cancer or you need chemotherapy, you know, having that, that nausea and the vomiting is just horrific. So if it can reduce that, it's like, yay. There's also substantial evidence that cannabis modestly reduces self-reported involuntary muscle contractions in people with multiple sclerosis. That's another yay. 
And there's also substantial evidence that cannabis modestly reduces chronic pain. And it's not as strong as a narcotic pain reliever like an opiate, but it's and it may not be as effective, but it is more usable over the long term. And I say that's a yay as well. As for most other health problems, there's not a lot of studies that have been done, but the list of cannabis benefits may never be long. In what other case do we have a single medicine that we use to treat 30 different things? So we don't need to have it long. We just need to know what is it really good for. Now, um, in some states, you know, are more enthusiastic about cannabis. In many, the list of conditions for which medical cannabis is authorized is long. And out of those, we really have evidence for maybe just a couple of them, which I just mentioned. Now, the evidence for CBD, there's really not a lot. You can buy CBD as an oil, but it's also sold in everything from water and candy. And actually now Willie Nelson uh, has a CBD-infused coffee. I found that funny. CBD is promoted as this really amazing natural healing product, but the claims haven't really been substantiated, so we have to be careful there. Now, that doesn't mean that CBD is worthless because the FDA approved a high-dose CBD drug to treat seizures in two rare severe forms of epilepsy, which is another yay. And only a few studies have looked at whether CBD relieves anxiety, but that is the most common claim is that CBD relieves uh, anxiety. In one trial, 57 Brazilian men were randomly assigned to take a placebo or 150, 300, or 600 milligrams of CBD 90 minutes before giving a speech. Now, oddly, only those who took the 300 milligram reported lower anxiety during, but not before or after the speech, than the placebo takers. And most of the study authors had ties to the CBD industry. So there hasn't been any long-term trials for CBD for the anxiety, although I know just from what I've read and from people have told me that it does seem to uh, relieve anxiety. Now, a lot of people are throwing CBD at everything under the sun and hoping that it works, and maybe it will. So, So there isn't anything that is saying that it hasn't, but, you know, just be aware. I do know that CBD can interfere with medicines. In animal and test tube studies, CBD can block some forms of an enzyme that metabolizes many medicines, including statins and uh, calcium channel blockers and antidepressants. So we know that CBD can affect the metabolism of drugs, though the extent to which that happens is still not well understood. So if you're considering taking CBD, you've got to ask your doctor or pharmacist Um, if it could interact or interfere with your medications. At least, you know, talk to your doctor first. Now, smoking marijuana can harm your lungs. You know, smoking anything harms your lungs. Smoking is probably the worst possible way of getting marijuana into your body, and that's because smoking produces the same harmful chemicals and carcinogens as smoking tobacco. Yet, marijuana smokers don't have a higher risk of lung cancer than non-smokers, and that was one of the biggest surprises of the National Academy of of Medicine um, when they made the report. And the dose may explain why. Tobacco smokers might smoke 20 or 40 cigarettes in a day, but you don't really hear of too many people smoking 20 or 40 joints in a day, so it could be that. But smoking marijuana does increase the risk of chronic bronchitis, 
and worsens respiratory system uh, symptoms like coughing and wheezing. And there have been studies suggesting that vaping, when marijuana is heated, not burned, and its vapors inhaled, may cause fewer respiratory symptoms. But again, there are um, no long-term studies. This is a scary one because, you know, I think like in California, we haven't figured out what we're going to do with this yet. Cannabis does up your risk of a car crash. And they know that from controlled research studies that cannabis impairs driving. If a driver is in a crash and tests positive for THC, there's no good way to know whether that person was intoxicated or under the influence at the time of the accident. And that's because... THC can be detected in blood long after the user is no longer impaired. And what's more, blood levels of THC increase rapidly after you've inhaled marijuana, um, but they stay low. So unlike alcohol, blood levels of THC do not reflect intoxication. And cannabis does have some other risk. It has the same types of effects on the reward pathway in the brain as alcohol, cocaine, opioids, and nicotine. But the risk of abuse is really low. So people who use cannabis don't usually have issues with it. So the current estimate is that about 10% of people who try it might have a problem, and that's not too high. That is concerning, but it's less less than 20% of drinkers or 65% of nicotine users. So uh, young adolescents also have a higher risk because a cause and effect relationship hasn't been established. Now, don't really rely on the labels. You can't always trust the labels because... um, CBD-only products sold online or in stores aren't faring any better than um, the labels of the ones that you're buying at the, at, the, um, at the dispensary because sometimes they, they, you know, they can't test all the products and some of them have some bad things that are in them. And a dose of THC can vary, so... Uh, we have to be careful. Now, edibles, that is the Wild West. THC edibles are problematic. It's easy to eat a cookie without knowing what's in it. But many edibles have much more than 10 milligrams of THC. Uh, You want to keep your edibles away from kids. The Poison Control Center warns that kids have gotten into their parents' supplies, and that can be problematic. And what's more, the kind of food may affect how quickly the THC is absorbed. So like if you have a lollipop, a gummy bear, or and a brownie, each with 10 milligrams, then you suck on the lollipop, you absorb some of the THC through the oral mucosa that lines your mouth, and that absorption might be much faster than if you eat the gummy bear. And that begs the question, why does it have to be a lollipop, a gummy bear, or a brownie when it could be in a capsule? So... I think it's all, it's going to be more about marketing, and we probably will be seeing um, more of that to come. So as far as cures from, from cannabis, you know, it seems like seizures, chemotherapy, involuntary muscle contractions, and chronic pain and some sleep problems have already been identified as helpful. Anxiety, post-traumatic stress uh, disorder, addiction, dementia, glaucoma, and cancer, they're still being investigated. So, you know, if you have reefer madness, just do a little bit more research. And, of course, just always be safe. 
So uh, thank you so much for being great listeners and being here with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. here on Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel, where we come to you live. I really enjoy being your personal growth success coach, your your goddess gardener, and your empowerment architect. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. And to find out more about the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Again, we'd really love you to make a donation, BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. want you to see beyond your physical being and know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And hopefully pick up one of my eight books at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books because reading a book is like having a garden in your pocket. Until we celebrate next week right here on Voice America, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and I encourage you. Go out into the world and be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. We'll be together on Wednesday. Next week, same time, same place. Be here. Be the star you The star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.